You're listening to the Glory Culture Podcast Show. To learn more about the ministry, head on over to glorycultureintl.com and click. Now, here's your host, David Yancey. Hey, it's the Glory Culture Podcast Show. I am your host, David Yancey. Thank you for tuning in and letting us be a part of your day. Well, here we are. It is uh, just a couple of days away from being June in the year 2023. This year is flying by. I feel like we just entered the year, and uh, and here we are. It's almost half over. It's it's quite amazing. All the different things that 23 has been, you know, starting off with uh, the, the, the famous revival that took place at the Asbury College in Kentucky, and then uh, some less famous, less celebrated, less talked about revivals that just popped up all over the nation uh, in the months of January and February. I got to be part of one of those that broke out on New Year's Day in Los Angeles. And, uh, and then there's been several others that have broken out East Coast, West Coast, Midwest. It's been fabulous. And I hear the groanings of the Spirit drawing people back to a lifestyle of prayer. We've done really well with a lot of things. And... You know, we we build this stuff, and it's great, and it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, I believe, so much. So many people are doing great things in the power of the Holy Ghost because they first began with a lifestyle of prayer. And God has really been highlighting to me to get back to the secret place. You know, the Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It doesn't say that person that attend that 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 goes and visits a secret place. And while they're there, they're going to be underneath his shadow. No, it says he that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's where I want to be. I want to live in the presence of God. I want to live in a lifestyle of prayer. This is what God has intended for each and every one of us. It doesn't matter if you're a five-fold minister, if you're a businessman, if you're an entrepreneur or a doctor, if whatever you're called to, my goodness, you're a Holy Ghost-filled believer, new creation in Christ. You have been called to live in the secret place. Hebrews 12.22 says that we are citizens of Mount Zion. We have come to the mountain in the company of an innumerable amount of angels. But so many of us, and I'm guilty, so many of us have broken away from that and began to build in knowledge. Listen, there's three realms. There is knowledge and understanding wisdom, and revelation. And revelation comes from intimacy with the Lord. Revelation is when you pray in the Spirit, and this is one form of revelation, but when you pray in the Spirit, mysteries are released in the atmosphere. And the Bible says that those mysteries are taken and hurled back into the earth in the form of revelation, the Greek word apocalypto. 
when we pray in the Holy Ghost, when we read the Bible, or we pray in the Holy Ghost as we meditate on Scripture, or we meditate upon the Lord, this is where we begin to receive revelation. And it's really powerful. And listen, knowledge isn't bad. Knowledge is not bad at all. It's one of the realms that God gave us. But, you know, Paul said, I have to feed you with milk because you can't handle the meat. Listen, there is a time in your life, there is a time and a place for milk. If you try to give a baby a rack of ribs, you're going to cause harm. You know, but as we grow and mature, there's there's deeper, better things. And sometimes God reveals things to us in the form of knowledge. And there's an invitation to seek him. And he takes us into wisdom. And then there's another invitation to seek him. And then the revelation comes. And I believe that a lot of what we've seen built in the last several years is coming off of an old wineskin, an old batch of oil, a very precious batch of oil, a precious wine that is past its expiration date. You know, this is what religion is. Religion is not doing the wrong thing. A lot of times, you know, people weaponize the phrase religion or religious spirit. And let me tell you something. Religious spirit is a demon. Okay. If it ain't the Holy Ghost, if it ain't from heaven, uh, it's a demon. Okay. Jesus came after the religious spirit. Religious spirit isn't good. So we, we're not, we're not playing with the religious spirit, but people weaponize that phrase every time they disagree with somebody else. Oh, well, you've just got a religious spirit. We got to, we got to knock that stuff off and get back to a lifestyle of prayer which births revelation. Religion is not doing the wrong thing. Religion is operating under an old decree. It's doing the right thing past its expiration date. It's living out of season. That's where religion comes from. And of course, intimacy in the Lord is a place of rest and religion is always got the message of more effort. That's why you've got to get yourself aligned with a leader uh, that's going to pour into you from the place of positioning you for maximum recipiency in a posture of rest. If their only messages serve harder, um, Listen, I believe in service. If I were to list my resume, you know how Paul said, I thank God I pray in tongues more than the rest of you. Let me tell you something. I've probably served more than all of you. And I don't say that braggadociously in the same way that Paul didn't say it braggadociously. I'm telling you, when it comes to serving, I'm an expert in serving. I believe in it 100%. But there's a time and a place of launching and that day comes as a result of the revelation that comes from spending time in the presence. We cannot build on knowledge. We cannot build on wisdom. We have to build from revelation. And I think a lot of the things that we've seen recently have been, have been fabulous, uh, but not an end result. Uh, the old oil is not wrong, but it's always time for fresh. The old wineskin is not 
to be uh you know weaponized and point to somebody and be like ew old wineskin yuck no that wineskin at one time was cutting edge fresh prophetic and uh the the latest and greatest word from heaven we got to get our prayer on the prophetic edge so that we're living from heaven not remembering a time where heaven moved and this comes from a lifestyle of prayer you know so many people they're like i was touched so mightily at the brownsville revival in pensacola florida that's great that's awesome i honor that what about today well you know i just got my world rocked in toronto that's fabulous praise god did you get rocked last week you know, it, it's uh, there's God is a God of a new thing. And the way we stay on the cutting edge, the way we stay on the prophetic edge is to live a lifestyle of prayer. And I love teaching on prayer. Listen, I wrote a book on prayer. It's not, you know, people when they hear a book on prayer, a lot of times they're like, oh, he, he teaches how to pray. No, 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 no. It's called seeking his face. Because that's what prayer is. Prayer is not. A list of bullet points. That's not inherently wrong on its own. That is a small percentage of a single aspect of a grander scheme of intimacy with the Father. There's a time and a place for that bullet point list. And even though he knows it, remind him. Bring it before him. Do it. But that should be a fraction of your prayer life. I wrote Seeking His Face as a compass and a navigation tool to help you in your walk with Him for greater intimacy. I grew up uh, in a Pentecostal church. And how many can testify if you spoke in tongues in a Pentecostal church, there ain't no way you could be religious, right? That, that's laughable, by the way. That's a joke. Um, we spoke so much Christianese, it'll make your head spin. Oh, how's it going, brother? Oh, overcoming obstacles. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. You know, and all this other Christianese just junk. You're not saying anything. You're just literally filling the air with words. It's just more words. Well, one of the phrases that was used all the time is seeking his face, but nobody had a flipping clue what it meant to seek his face. You know, oh, brother, this situation. Oh, you know what? Just seek his face, brother. How's that issue coming? Oh, I'm seeking his face. Well, what does that mean, dude? You don't even know what that means. And I had no clue what that meant until God brought somebody into my life that demonstrated it for me. I had a radical encounter in the place of prayer that changed my life forever. And I went and wrote a book on it. And I'm not here to tell you to go buy the book. Although now that I said that, go ahead and go buy the book. But... It's because God is calling us back to Psalm 91, verse 1. He's reminding us, hey, you feel like your oil's dry? He that dwells in the secret place will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Not he that occasionally visits the secret place shall temporarily take refuge under the shadow. No, 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 no. We make our address the secret place, the place 
of prayer, of his presence. You know, I, I love the mystical stuff. People want to take secret place and turn it into uh, traveling into the spirit, which it absolutely can be. But that's not what secret place is. It's a place where you and him are completely alone and you are submerged in his fully encapsulating manifest presence. Sometimes you can have your eyes open and you're still in your closet. And other times you have been transported to a place where it's just you and him like a dream. But and I love the mystical side. But uh, it's not the only side. I believe in the mystical side. I practice it. Uh, you know, all things in Christ are sanctified. The enemy owns nothing. He only perverts what is purified in Christ. Um, and we've given him the keys to so many supernatural things because we're scared to death of being accused of doing something wrong. Uh, and that's just nonsense. We got to stop it. And we got to take those keys back because those are our inheritance. That's our legacy as born-again, new creation reality believers. Now, having said that, God is calling us back to a lifestyle of prayer. It cannot be substituted. There is nothing that replaces prayer. You know, people say to me, uh, they, they don't know how to pray. And I'm like, you, can't, you cannot rely on your own language. I remember... There's a there's a pastor and his wife, and I talked about once about uh, how I was finishing friends of mine for an hour, and the pastor's wife said, uh, "Praying for an hour, boring." And she said it just like that, like wasn't kidding, like she was putting prayer on blast because her only understanding of prayer was, "Dear God, thank you for this day." Peace in the Middle East, food for our tummies, clothe the, you know, yada, 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 amen. And that is not prayer. Oh, my Lord. That there, This is where so much of the body of Christ is, or so much of the Christian believers. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to touch that one. I'm going to leave that for another day. But this is so much. So many people are stuck there. Listen, start with prayer and then worship. You just worship him. Jesus, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Righteous One, Glorious One. And just, just love on him. Just love on him. And then let that rastole ke tesele kim sikiato sorababa. Let that, that tongue, that Holy Ghost prayer rise up out of your spirit. By faith, we can pray in tongues all the time. Shaka We can just, anytime you want, you can turn it on. Because the Holy Ghost made his indwelling in you. But then there's that anointed prayer in the Holy Ghost that rises up like living waters. And uh, this, this will just charge and seed the atmosphere with all of those mysteries. You're seeding the atmosphere with mysteries. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation that the angels take the prayers of the saints in these bowls and they empty them before the throne. 
You're seeding the atmosphere with these prayers. And then they are hurled into the earth in the form of revelation. But here is the main point I want to make. The revelation is cream from heaven. But we are going into the place of prayer because he is wonderful. Not because of what we can get from him. I promise you, he's going to give something to you. And it's not inherently off kilter to seek him for something. But the lifestyle of prayer is cultivated, and I feel the Holy Ghost on this. The lifestyle of prayer is cultivated in the I just want to be with you moments. I just want to worship you. So many of us, as we pray and progress in prayer, even into these holy and righteous stirrings of the Holy Ghost, you get to this place of peace, this absolute serenity where it's just complete calm and quiet. And we, so many of us, have never progressed past here because we're like, hallelujah, praise God. The peace of God is here. Amen. What a good time of prayer. When in actuality, that is the place of invitation to the next level of communication. Because that the most one of the holiest places of prayer is complete silence. Because this is where, I know I'm kind of getting into a little bit of a teaching now, but I feel the presence of God on this. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and take this route for a minute. That place of complete silence is where Elijah was in the cave. The Bible says that there was a rumbling and a shaking, but God was not there. There was fire, just like when he descended on Mount Sinai, which is the same mountain that Horeb and Sinai, interchangeable, the same mountain that Moses was at when the fire came and burned it up, which was the manifest presence of God. But the Bible says his voice was not in the fire. There were thunderings and lightnings. I mean, I can imagine if that was me instead of Elijah, who knows, maybe Elijah did this too, be like, whoo! He is here. Oh, I can hear him. I can see him. I can smell him. I can taste him. He's all around. But the Bible says he wasn't in those things. He was in, most translations say, the still small voice. But the literal translation of that phrase, which is sold in Mamadaka in the Hebrew, is the voice of thin silence. The mightiest place of prayer to hear his voice deep within your spirit is in that super calm place where we usually get up and exit and say, hallelujah, what a wonderful peace that was. That's your invitation to the next step. And most Christians never progress through that veil. The Bible says that when they went through the Holy of Holies, they went through the veil. The veil was six inches thick. They didn't pick it up and part it. They were literally transported through the veil in a supernatural way. In that place of prayer, in that thin silence, your spirit man is transported through the veil. Well, Brother David, the Bible says the veil was torn. Yes, the veil was torn. And in the places of prayer, he takes you beyond where the veil was. Into the Holy of Holies. And this is where the voice of thin silence will direct your entire life.
we often say, follow the peace, follow the peace, follow the peace. I've said it a million times. I followed the peace a million times. Following the peace will save your life. But abiding in the peace will bring you to a place of higher revelation where you have spirit to spirit contact with the God of the universe, where he will literally deposit revelation into your spirit from his. And this is one of the next level stages of prayer. And in the lifestyle of prayer, the life where you have cultivated this relationship with him on a daily basis, you can go zero to 60 just like that. Your first time, my first time, I prayed for almost eight hours before I got to that place. But then each time I continued doing it, it was less and less and less and less. And when I was on a daily habit of six to eight hours of prayer, I could get to that supernatural peace within minutes. Because it's a trustworthy relationship that you cultivate through faithfulness of seeking his face. We don't seek things that we don't intend to find. So we got to stop saying, oh, I'm seeking his face, brother. When you're just filling the atmosphere with worthless Christianese words. Seeking his face means you intend to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You are going to stay in the place of prayer until you come face to face with him. We don't seek something that we have no expectation to find. We do not proceed without the faith that his promises are yes and amen. And he said in a promise in Jeremiah 29 verse 13. If you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's a promise. And let me tell you something. He makes good on his promises. I love teaching on prayer. That's why I wrote a book about it. There's so much more to prayer. There's so much more to the lifestyle of prayer. But this, I feel like, was a really needed, necessary, foundational layering to, to present to you. Because God is calling us back to the lifestyle of prayer. I know a lot of people that lived a lifestyle of prayer and built a lot of things. And when the lifestyle of prayer begins to wane, the intimacy begins to wane. All of a sudden, we begin to give revelation, revelatory teachings without intimacy. When you teach revelation without intimacy, you're ministering unto men. You were called to minister unto the Lord. Ministering unto the Lord looks like intimate prayer. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your Holy Ghost, your Holy Spirit, your Son. Thank you for every listener under the sound of my voice. Father, I pray for a fresh wind of the Spirit to blow across our lives, just like the mighty rushing wind in the upper room of Acts chapter 2. Father, thank you for drawing them in to that place of prayer and intimacy into the deeper stages of prayer that you would blow their minds with how much presence you want to give them on a daily basis, that everything they do in their life 
would be from a place of prayer. Father, we love you. We glorify you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. I look forward to speaking with you again. And share this with somebody. If this is a blessing to you, it's going to be a blessing to them too. God bless you.